रेडियो एक्सपीरियंस हेलो हेलो एंड वेलकम टू द सेकेंड एपिसोड ऑफ कॉफी एंड कॉन्वर्जेशन वेर एवरी संडे वी गेट टूगेदर गो लाइव एंड चैट विद एन इंडस्ट्री एक्सपर्ट टू हेलो हेलो ओके सो एवरी संडे on coffee and conversations we get together and talk to an industry expert and try and learn from their journey and their experiences today's guest is going to be the lovely nena redhu who is an amazing entrepreneur and she has been in the digital in the blogging and the photography industry for 17 years so this is going to be an insightful conversation and i am just going to ask her to send me a request to join and then we'll get started hi nena hi hello 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 Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> My head is getting cut. Let me just fix this phone a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, <laughs> hi, Nana. How are you? Hi. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> this is so cool that we are finally doing this. Yes, finally. We've been talking about this for so long. I know. Okay, so, <laughs> so, for all those who just just joined in, I was just. coffee and conversations is this sunday live that i've started doing where i get together with an expert in various industries and then we chat Sorry. with them about their own experiences and their journey and try to learn from it and i thought there was nobody better than you to start cool. this week off this sunday off yeah no i i saw the one that you did last week with uh, someone who's in uh, who's a fitness trainer i thought that was very interesting because the way he explained it to the audience it so it's very easy to use all these big words so the way he talked about it was quite cool so i was like yes i like this that's why i'm like yes thank you aditi for inviting me <laughs> oh i'm so glad you said yes <laughs> of course okay. yeah cool <laughs> so uh, let's start off by talking about your journey as a photographer as a blogger for everybody here Nena is india's first twitter user ever and she's been blogging for 17 years Is that right? That's right, right? Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah, so the Twitter <laughs> thing. Is, yeah, but you know the Twitter thing is so funny because in the early days I used to sign up to everything. So a lot of these people internationally knew that I would sign up to a new platform and I would give them feedback. So in the early days, the Twitter team, when it was called T W T T R, they sent me an invite and saying, uh, you know, hey, we've started this platform. Do you want to sign up? And I was like, okay, sure. So I signed up, but I didn't actually. Start using it till 2008. I signed up in 2006, but 2006 me everyone was like, "Oh, I'm going out for a coffee with these four people," and they were all in Palo Alto, and I was in Bombay, and I was like, "What am I going to talk to people about? I can't go out and have coffee because no one else from India was on Twitter at that time." Oh. So, but then I, in India, it really took off in 2008, and then everybody was talking about Twitter. I was like, "Wait, even I have an account on Twitter." So that's <laughs> when I actually logged back on and started using it. But yeah, blogging 17 years. It's been a long time. <laughs> What about photography? How long have you been doing that for? Ah, uh, pretty much same time. Ah, uh, but 
commercially yeah i mean my first client gig was also i think in 2004 2005 so that also makes it about 17 years yeah and i did my first assignment on a film camera like you know there was no digital cameras available that time so it was a film camera yeah that was a that was a fun assignment industrial assignment at a factory uh we photographed the adani jetty and the uh, crm silk mills in daman and diu oh wow Very yeah cool. <laughs> and how did you how did you get started with the whole photography thing with the blogging thing and i'm sure not a lot of people were doing it back then so what was it that prompted you to get started with it and you know like how um, did so, the idea come about and all of those and so my first yeah my first job was actually with a management consulting firm so right after b school i was working as a management trainee management consultant and uh, we had a our office was a very small office i think there was just five people on the entire team and we used to have a dsl line in the office at that time so the internet speeds were insane and a lot of my research i used to uh, you know do research on innovation and creativity it was done online so because i was online and i needed to get in touch with people i would also find out about all these other platforms and i figured that a lot of people abroad were doing research and writing about their research on these things called blogs so i was like you know i was collecting so much information why don't i also share it on a blog so actually my first blog was about innovation and creativity and whenever i found research papers that were free or you know someone else had written about it i would collect everything and put it on the blog so that's how i actually started blogging photography was more of a hobby because i've always liked photography i started with literally like a plastic ka dabba point and shoot okay. so yeah so then i was like uh, you know i'm shooting whatever but actually my first job after i quit my uh, management consulting job was as a graphic designer so i used to design websites and i even started doing branding and logo design mostly my clients were abroad because everything was online i would get my clients through linkedin and i would get paid through paypal and uh, i would you know deliver projects online and it was basically you, you know sit at home work 8 hours a day it was it was so cool it was very liberating at that time you know because everyone was oh my god 9 to 5 was always 9 to 9 uh yeah. khane ka time hota tha sone ka time hota tha 9 to 5 i know i know there was no social life so the internet was this thing where it seemed like i could do anything i wanted mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and do you still have all of those old blogs like the ones that you wrote for the first time ever Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. well, I do. Still on, I do. on the current website that you have. Uh, so uh, on the current website also, I have imported those blog posts. But actually, the old blog also exists. It used to be called uh, aside consulting dot blogspot dot com. Oh yes, I remember this. I remember. Yeah, I yeah. The logo designs that you had on the that blog. Yeah, I still then eventually, of course, I started putting everything on it. And in those days, that was the only free platform available, right? but eventually of course you know i was able to afford to like pay for my own domain and things like that so now of course everything is on nena.co <laughs> and it <laughs> i was talking to a friend the other day and we were like ki nena has had 17 years of you know blogging experience so you're like 17 saal to logon ka pura career nahi hota hai no but wahi to hai na 17 saal ka hi mera career hai it's just that i started you know my career and i was like blogging and i was on the internet and 
यू नो लाइक आई सेड आई वु टू ऑल काइंड ऑफ प्लेटफॉर्म जो भी होता था लाइक हाँ ठीक है अकाउंट बना लो यू नो लेटर ऑन यू रियलाइज द वैल्यू ऑफ हैविंग हैंडल विद फाइव लेटर यू नो लाइक नैना और हैविंग small because us early days nobody cared it was just people were using random names like i mean i don't know like all these inventive people are so creative with those things and i was always like no it needs to be my name because that's my identity as an entrepreneur so everywhere i tried to use nena wherever it's available of course okay and um how has the journey been from there then to right now like in the sense that um what what is different now than it was you know when you started out what were some of the challenges that you faced what are some of the challenges that you face now is it any easier now that you've been around for so long does it make a difference mm, i think the challenges in the early days was mainly a good internet connection kyunki hota hi nahi tha like right now you know we are on mobile right now and we doing a video call you know you're in uh, gurgaon i'm in bikaner and this is like so cool but when i used to be you know in 2004 i was in bombay i didn't have a mobile device that had internet on it so that was i think the main challenge secondly if you did find something internet was really really expensive you couldn't you know dream about setting up an, your own shop online for example Us time I remember there used to be only CC Avenue which had a payment gateway, and I remember a call with a sales rep, and he was like, "Madam, it will cost you between three to six lakh just to set up a payment gateway." Now I use Insta Mojo, which is essentially free. They charge I think three percent per transaction. So this is like this is insane. So I think what has changed is that because there are so many options now, I don't think. we end up using them to their full potential we have so much choice and so many things that we can do and explore pehle kya hota tha it was like ye hai iske sath jo karna hai wo karo and you would put it to the best use possible i think that's mainly what's changed as far as what's changed with me i think i used to be a lot more hopeful and romantic uh, you know and uh, overconfident pehle Now I'm a lot more cynical and jaded, and I'm like, you know, the market is flooded. Everybody is an influencer. What is happening? Influencer is not the same as blogger, and there's this this whole complicated bunch of things that has come up now, because everyone has access. There is absolutely no bar to entry right now. It's not like you can be on the internet only if you're rich. You know, anyone can be on the internet. There are so many people on TikTok who I've never heard of who come from really really poor backgrounds. who have millions of followers on tiktok they're entertainers they started working in bollywood so i guess you know pros and cons both side yeah and do you think do you think that also because a lot of my friends when i talk to them uh, they're like they don't want to get into the social media space because now i'm like i whenever i talk to anybody anybody and whatever field they're from i'm like you should be on you know you should have a blog you should be on social I've media i've been doing that all my life i'm like why don't you have a blog I met a food historian recently. She's been doing this for seventeen years. I said, "Are you documenting all your work?" Um, I said, "What are you talking about? Seventeen years ago, you need to document it." So for me, it's always been about documentation. Now the problem is that our perception is based on, oh, you know, Instagram is all about like, mm, and Twitter, and you know, Twitter pe politics discuss hota hai, so negative, and TikTok is all about singing songs. No. Every platform can be put to use the way you want to, and I think for everyone. we should document our journey i think it helps us to see where we were 5 years ago 
I look at my blog post from 17 years ago or my photography from 17 years ago and I'm like okay I'm much better now <laughs> so I think that helps Hey think- Manish hi hi <laughs> why are you so different Nena and they have the heart eye emojis for you why am I so different I don't know am I different I'm just like a regular person like all of us on planet earth <laughs> I I think the main difference is that I talk about things openly that's one of the things which a lot of us are afraid of talking about openly or we're shy about it and we feel ki if we say something openly someone else might misuse that information and for me it's always been like eh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so your blogging like you said you document things so your yeah. blogging also is like that only like where you are documenting your journey whatever phase in life you're at right now there's a lot of these people get into the blogging sphere or you know any sort of social media sphere with the intent of turning it into a revenue generating stream or like turning it into a business and i think that also somewhere uh, has put that different perspective like you said you know yeah. uh, you have it has to be prim and proper it has to look a certain way and then the whole concept of documentation then i think goes out the window because um people don't want to document reality anymore i think it's more uh, you know hyper real and more polished and things like that what do you have to say about that um there is some element of truth to that obviously because it's a you know like even now you know when we were doing our test call and you were like, i was like oh should i start to put makeup like 5 minutes 5 minutes 5 yeah. minutes so it's it there is an element of that and i think it is also valid you know the fact that most employers now when they are hiring somebody they look at their cv but they also research their social media presence so yeah. it there is there is an element of where you have to put your best foot forward i mean when i started blogging even in the first decade blogs were poetry dear diary you know people would write those kind of things and there are some people who still do who do it like on an anonymous blog they'll do like short stories they'll write about real people in their life etc which is fine the idea is to have your own space now my space for example what i do on my blog it's a documentation of what photography assignments i've had uh you know a new painting that i've made or it was an event that i went to somewhere i traveled it just so happened that everything kind of worked out 99% of you know our feeds on instagram or even on our blog are not monetized these are still things that we do because we enjoy doing them so you have to find a balance you know uh, you know like uh, my husband bharat he's worked as my uh, strategy manager for some time and he always says that you know your brand is separate from you so for a lot of people that distinction is very difficult to make i don't think my brand is separate from me i am the brand so you know if i i say i use expletives i use words like oh my god fuck this shit or whatever that is my brand and that is who i am but aajkal ye sab nahi chalta hai i can do it because i am not looking to be hired by a company i am not looking for an employer so you have to find these things and find a balance but even as an influencer i think um, like this concept of brands choosing to work with you because you have a certain identity or a certain image and <laughs> that has become so like brands now choose to go with people who are overly polished or something that's hyper real and things like that and i think that also the reason why people are choosing to go in that direction and you know be like i have to be sure. all the time and i can't sure. say words like this and i can't say things like yeah, this yeah true it's you know being on both sides like i i also consult with brands and 
I have been privy to conversations where brand managers and PR managers are saying, "No, no, let's not work with that influencer. Let's work with this one because that one posted like a half nude photo, and that's not what our brand identifies with." Or uh, you know, a menswear designer who wants to work with female influencers because the majority of them are female influencers. Yeah. He doesn't want them to wear his clothes because he's like, "Ye to menswear ke kapde hain." So then, it's like, what is your brand at the end of the day? Are you actually selling clothes? you know i think branding is about selling an idea or an image yeah. so there is a there is a bit of that and obviously when you see really thin young really good looking girls who can afford to buy expensive garments or expensive makeup who live in high rises so then you are like oh shit mujhe bhi ye karna chahiye because then brands will work with me um i there is a lot of that which is why this whole thing comes in where you know oh my god i have to buy followers because i don't have so many followers you know brands have come to me and said oh you have only like 50000 followers and so and so has 1 million and you're charging more than that person who has 1 million and i'm like you know <laughs> it's that's not what relevant right yeah. but this is a age old discussion i mean this is nothing new and it will keep evolving uh, it's it's an yeah, unorganized do something better i don't think it will <laughs> um, i think the way things are going i think it's only going to get worse because what happens is that a lot of us when we get on this now we have a perception of this ki ye to aise hi hota hai so to change that preconceived notion is very difficult when i started it there was no guideline i was literally like jo karna hai karo so then i kind of took it wherever i wanted to but now even i feel a little like oh you know maybe uh, i should start wearing you know dresses and i should like do a little makeup and so it's hard to fight that and even though i've been doing this for 17 years peer pressure is real thing <laughs> real thing and so is this policing kind of a thing which happens because like when brands say we're not going to work with this influencer and we're going to work with this one that's on some level i don't know is it moral policing is it there is some sort of and no, for sure bound to you know there's a box ha of course jab samne koi keh raha hai to main that you know any anything if somebody says imagine you like a boy okay and the boy is talking with his friends and you're standing there and the boy says oh i only like chicks with really long hair where am i going to go with that you know <laughs> so it's it it does affect how you think about things or it does you know maybe i'll think ki oh shit mai uga leti hu apne baal <laughs> so you know there's that so similarly when it comes to revenue or if it is a revenue stream where you literally dependent on it for paying rent then yeah there are things that you will do according to what the market says so you know it's what the market is asking for at the end of the day balo say like you have chosen to have this hairstyle for the longest time and i know you want yeah. to for it also and you're like <laughs> fuck off and things like that how do you manage to be such a badass if you will <laughs> despite you know the peer pressure or despite what people around you are saying despite being in a country like this where all of this is very hard for people to accept as it is here honestly i don't know what you're talking about literally like i'm like difficult badass like yeah <laughs> i want to say it's just hair man it like it grows not back. just the hair not just the hair like the whole image the brand identity the way you i know i don't, it's not i don't know it's i don't think it's badass and Honestly, I'm not even trying to make a statement with it. It's just I'm like, आज मज़ा नहीं आ रहा कुछ और try करते हैं. Literally, I've never thought about it as that. Oh, it's going to be hard. I remember the first time I shaved my head. I think I was 25 or 26, and I was in Bombay in a mall, 
and there was these bunch of little kids running around and this young small girl runs up to me and she's like didi aapke papa ki death ho gayi hai kya you know and i was like as i was so you know it's whatever and i don't honestly don't i think it, it's because i'm so privileged i think that's what it is that i don't even see it you know for for someone who lives in a small b town in india for example to do hair like this probably is not a good idea unfortunately but for me i'm so insulated i live in a you know gated society in gurgaon which is you know supposed to be one of the best cities in india and uh, i it's yeah i think there's that because and the kind of people i hang out with the kind of people i meet they're like oh yeah photographer you know so it it's fine i don't have to look for a job i don't have to uh, you know it's not my looks are not going to affect my employability and things like that so i mean i'm sure there is some aspect of it where people are like me iske sath kaam nahi karna kyunki iske baal aise hain so i say good riddance because i don't want to work with those people in the first place so if they are weaning themselves out of the process i suppose that works but i honestly never looked at it as being oh my god badass or whatever and now i've had this for 6 years it's just the color keeps changing i'm trying to grow them because eventually i want to do like you know one of those uh plaits like the the vikings used to do like here <laughs> and get a nice plait yeah i mean it's something i want to do and karke dekh lo nahi acha lagega to kaat lenge fir ruk jayenge baal like whatever <laughs> Seriously, I do it out of boredom and not out of anything else. All right, but how and how do you deal with um, like online people who comment about your appearance, for example, or anything for that matter, uh, haters, if you will? Is there something because you've been online for so long, you have have to have a policy for dealing with because there's a lot of negativity on the internet, despite whatever we say. So, yeah. what is your uh, you know? method of dealing with people like this block <laughs> <laughs> that's it block no no second chances no third strike block instantly block like there used to be this uh, uncle obviously had to be has to be an indian guy who would come and comment every time i posted a selfie whether i was wearing makeup or not wearing makeup whether i had like used a filter or not used a filter Why is your skin so smooth? Your all your pores are gone. Regardless, pores dikh bhi rahe hote the. He would comment. So I was like, I was like, जब कोई random person होगा must be bored today. And the dude didn't even follow me. Some random dude. He okay. did it once. So I thought गलती से कहीं से आ गया होगा whatever fuck it. Second time again same thing. So I blocked him. Like what? What am I going to do? See, I'm not blocking it because of them. I'm blocking it because of me. I don't want to see your negativity. you do what you want to do you want to leave a comment you want to you know talk about me behind my back please enjoy yourself if that is what <laughs> helps you sleep at night thank you but i don't want to see it i don't want to see it so blocking is not ki wo aisa hai to isliye blocking is like mere ko ye nahi dekhna hai understood but you know people sometimes you know people will be like oh why don't you get your teeth changed get your teeth fixed and you you know it will be better for your career and i'm like I'm like, come on, man. Like, you know, there are people tell me, "Are you to me smile? करते हुए शर्म नहीं आती." And I'm like, have you met me? Like, I really don't. I don't care. I really don't care. And if I don't care, how does it matter to you? Like, to me, why you need me? Are you so jealous? Yeah. So no, it's not. I don't get a lot of hate online. A because I know. I think people know that I'll chew them out if it's overtly bad. And B, 
um i i don't know i think i the kind of vibes i give out are like tiny hai ye sab negativity ke liye theek hai everyone's going through some shit there is no point me coming and commenting on your page and telling you you know bad things about things you have no control over right i can't do anything about my eyes or my nose this is what i was born with it's genetic i can't do anything about it i mean yeah i could go and get surgery and all but like i said time nahi hai yaar there's so much to do like the last thing on my mind is to like get my teeth fixed or like whatever <laughs> Okay, so there's this aspect of now because a lot of people are now content creators, and there's this whole aspect of hate of a different kind because of the stand somebody is taking, or because of the kind of content that they put out, and it's not just about the physical appearance anymore. Um, for example, a while back, I think about five six months ago, there was this influencer who had been getting massive negative comments, and people were just throwing so much shade at her, and she had to go to therapy because of it. And no, but what kind of hate was she getting? I am sorry, I have no idea who this is, by the way. Yeah, but so what hate? Basically, uh, she's a fashion influencer. The hate she was getting is that she's wearing clothes that are too revealing. And her initially, <laughs> when she started out, her audience was you know tween girls and teen girls and you know early twenties. And people are like, they're still very at at a very impressionable age. Even though I think her audience also has evolved over time and has grown up. But uh, there was this whole controversy surrounding this where she was. Uh, slut shamed and you know body shamed and told that she can't wear such revealing clothes and that's what her content centers around and she despite that she ended up you know gaining a lot of followers also and i'm sure she making good money but um there was also this aspect of it affecting her mental health tremendously where she had to go in for therapy and you know she was in therapy for several weeks i think months i i'm not sure sure so let's because sometimes for you for example you block somebody who comes around and right now people already know you know the kind of person that you are so you you like you said you don't get a lot of hate but for somebody who's getting such massive hate and it's not possible for them to you know block everybody who comes around sure. but it still affects you how can somebody navigate that space or how can you know uh, you go about if you have an insight on this and how can you go about See, dealing think- with something like this Yeah, I think therapy is not a bad idea. If you can find a good therapist, then that helps regardless of whether you're getting hate online or not. I think these days there are so many pressures that all of us have, and if we are in a privileged position where we can afford the time and the expense of therapy, then I think that's a very good idea. So off the bat, that is a very good idea. It'll help you sort it out. And I don't think it's always good to talk to your friends about these things because your friends honestly might not understand what you're going through. Hmm. You know, if you're someone who has a million followers and you you have friends who have 1000 followers they don't know as much as they might want to empathize with you they don't get it yeah. so yeah okay professional help absolutely top of the line secondly you have to understand that this is a job if you yeah. are online and you are a fashion influencer and if you have a million followers and there is a certain thing that your brand stands for that's a job who you are offline is who you are offline separate the two so like you know i listen to joe rogan for example he's a uh, he's a ufc commentator and he has a podcast called the joe rogan experience but someone like him who has like millions and millions of followers on his podcast and on his twitter he doesn't read anything he doesn't read the comments he doesn't read responses nothing he calls it what does he call it shoot and scoot so post and fuck off post and fuck off he's like i don't have time he's got yeah. so many things to do in life he has you know he's moved to a new city 
he has to he's setting up a comedy club there uh, there is a new ufc championship coming up that he's commentating for he does comedy gigs on the road like he is so busy so my point is if there is a way that you can get to that point that's great because like i said for me blocking is easier because honestly i don't get so much hate and also you know i am i'm 40 for someone who is 18 for example it's a different thing it's a totally different thing yeah yeah now you know if, if someone says something which if i'm insecure about i'll be like oh block i'll think about it for two days and i'll be like okay fuck you and whatever i get over it but when you're 18 you can really bother you unfortunately so yeah professional help and this is a job so yeah. shoot and shoot get out don't yeah. read anything why do you want to read anything at all employ a team if you can afford it get somebody who responds to all these comments and find a witty way to respond to them get more engagement get more controversy in your comments you know so that your engagement goes up job remember job yeah i think that distinction is very very important because for people who are working for themselves like you said that brand identity thing kind of can take over you know where you are overlapping with what your yeah. brand or your job stands for and then you can't make that distinction which i think yeah. is also the reason for a lot of mental health problems in um uh, for people who are in the social media of course space. of course it's massive massive like you know you you know so there are influencers who will get together and they will tell their teams that okay we're going to spend the next 3 months trolling each other there are agencies called trolling agencies which all they do is to also you know rap rap singers in the west used to do this in real life and now it is translated to online like i've literally had someone call me up and say that so and so is a rapist in india and he and this i think there's a network about troll back so do you know an agency who will do this for us i mean you can do those things also okay i is i are you able to hear me because there was like a slight network thing and yeah yeah i can hear you okay so you pause i ek baar repeat kar do what you said because ha uh, so i was saying that yeah so there was like a there's a person who's a rap person rap rap artist singer in india and i got a call from a friend saying ki wo mera friend hai and he's looking for a troll agency because he wants to get into like an online troll war with this other singer and they want to set up a partnership so there are people who do this on purpose also so you have see consumers or people who are just scrolling online they don't really know what's happening even people who are in the industry don't really know what's happening brands don't really know what's happening so you have to navigate this very clearly so that that's what i meant like it's possible that the influencer probably just i don't know just did it because it worked and it put up her numbers or whatever again that's the cynic in me but it's possible people do do that it's possible it's possible yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> so now moving from social media to photography okay how okay so you are a freelancer like sort of freelancer right yeah, you yeah. you are your own boss right yeah. and you have been doing this again both of these things freelance on for a very long time yeah. how is the blogging sphere different from the photography sphere in terms of the industry or the kind of people that you deal with so there are a lot less photographers as compared to bloggers there are far more people who can be bloggers like you know you can you can start a blog and you're a blogger right yeah uh photography i think the entry to photography has is not so open because you still have to pay for a camera you still have to pay for lenses you still have to pay for software to edit your images so the bar of entry is slightly higher um 
अपार्ट फ्रॉम दैट यू नो ब्लॉगिंग इज अफ ब्रांड अरे ब्लॉग ही तो लिखना है लिख दो दस मोर ऑफ दैट इन ब्लॉगिंग देर इज सम इन फोटोग्राफी ऑल्सो Because there'll always be some client who's like, "Hey, madam, button ni to the banana. Why you charging so much?" Yeah. So there is that also. So of course there are similarities, but I think photography industry is much smaller in that sense. And um, uh, you know, it's uh, assignments right now. Again, you know, there was a phase in the media where a lot of senior photographers were like, "Just go, dekho. Everyone's a photographer. Everyone's a photographer." And I was like, you know, in a way, I see where they're also coming from because. you know if you are not able to adapt and if you are not able to be nimble or agile or whatever then you're left behind in the dust and younger people have more access to like digital cameras small mirrorless cameras that you can carry whereas you know senior photographers have these kits that you need like assistants for and a second photographer and lights and this and that so yeah there has been a democratization of that which is like the internet right anybody can do anything with it if you're on online so it's kind of similar now what's happening with photography as well and four five years ago there was this whole thing jisko dekho photographer hai itni gandi photo khinchte hain this that and i'm like it's dependent on what the market wants right if the market this is the market speaking the market is saying we want better photography for cheaper and you know it's people available. are delivering yeah it's available now so there there has definitely been more education on it i think more people understand what a good photograph looks like uh you know more people understand what copyright is more people understand that it's not just about pressing a shutter button so that that's how it happens right you'll always have an influx suddenly of nonsense and then slowly slowly people try to understand yeah actually kaise hota hai so there has been a lot of that for example in blogging i think the written word copyright is still a lot harder to kind of maintain and do um it's not paid for as much as photography is paid for so those are the main differences and i think it is it's it's uh, you know blogging may show, having a portfolio per se is a lot harder to do than in photography and photography you could just catch hold of you and be like listen i need a really nice model and i really want to do this shoot and you know you produce five six really good images and then you can pitch to a brand and say hey this is what i produce i know this is what you're looking for so do you think we can work together present blogging it's like kon baith ke padega tumhara content you know you go to an editor for example your pay is a lot less per word written word ka jo pay hota hai that's a lot less so these are the main differences i think okay so uh, going back to that point you made about you know this people saying ki har koi photographer ban jata hai aur kitni which tha and all of that um isn't in that sense photography because it's a form of art isn't it subjective ki achhi photo kya hai gandi photo kya hai or is there like a set standard where ki ha matlab this is the basic minimum that This is what at least what a photo should look like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, basic stuff like you know, you you like your What is the brief? What is the brief that the client has given you? So, client has certain expectations. If you are able to set those expectations and then match them, then it's a good photo. Is it working for the client? Does it work for the campaign? Does it work for you and your portfolio? Do you want to show that photo and say this is what I want to shoot more of? Then it's a good photo, right? Art photography, fine art photography is slightly different. There, it's you know, you have a theme in mind. You come up with an idea and then you. 
produce that body of work over a period of time so fine art photography is slightly different from that but ha i mean client photography when you have a brief and you have to execute that brief if the client likes it go ahead do it yeah who who cares i mean online you know like uh, i might shoot something which the client is very happy with and i got paid like a boatload of money for it and online it might just get 10 likes i don't care i'm yeah. not here for the likes i'm here to do work so yeah. <laughs> and has uh, being on social media like being on instagram specifically helped you with your professional work in a way it has absolutely <laughs> absolutely like uh, earlier you know photographers had to go to ad agencies with printed portfolios of their work and you would have to go to agency to agency one art director to the other art director so immediately what happens is that your client base is confined to the city that you can travel to right oh. hmm. uh digital copies you could send abroad but you know they weren't so convincing and it's also you have to meet people physically ab kya hai if i meet someone at an event and they like oh you're a photographer you know my brand is looking for a photographer so i'll be like oh check out my insta instantly And they're like, oh, okay. Let me follow you on Insta, and you're done. Then they might be like, okay, what kind of clients have you worked with? Okay, so I have a page, nana.co/slash/client. These are all my clients. So yes, being online has. I don't think I would have been here without being. So you know, it's um, someone saying, "Ad, your video is slightly blurred." Okay, so I don't know. Like I can see absolutely clearly. So I, I don't know about it. ऐसी होता है ना? Very very clearly. डेफिनेटली Even now, yeah, people ask me कि अरे how can we? I want to become a photographer. I'm like go shoot. How can you become a photographer without shooting? You know, it's 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 shoot, edit, and share. Please shoot first, then edit it, and not just edit the photo, but curate your portfolio, edit your portfolio, and then fucking put it online, share it. How else are you going to share it? So that's that's what it is. You can't just be like अरे मुझे photographer बनना है मुझे assignment नहीं मिल रहा है. कुछ दिखाने के लिए नहीं है तो कहां से असाइनमेंट मिलेगा नो बडीज गोइंग टू बी लाइक अरे हां यू योर फेस इज नाइस सो वी विल हायर यू एज अ फोटोग्राफर दैट्स नॉट हाउ इट वर्क्स या एंड एंड आई थिंक दैट दैट्स ट्रू फॉर अ लॉट ऑफ लाइक इट्स ट्रू फॉर अ लॉट ऑफ अदर इंडस्ट्रीज आल्सो लाइक वेयर वेयरएवर यू आर एन इंडिपेंडेंट वर्कर वेयरएवर यू आर फ्रीलांसिंग आई थिंक यू नीड टू मेक दैट एफर्ट यू नीड टू पुट इन दैट एफर्ट बाय यू आर आल्सो रीचिंग आउट टू Let's see that also again that ऐसा नहीं है like there are still uh, you know people are still looking for new people to work with because there's always an element हाँ so there is always that element the problem is that all of us are doing the same thing we're all posing and posting selfies 
we are all you know doing those iconic travel photos everything looks the same why will anyone want to work with you if you're just doing what the other person did i think that is a bigger problem you're right that there are a lot of people in the market but still blogging is a very very small uh you know percentage of people because it's i think you have to be at a certain privileged place to be able to be an influencer like how am i going to pay my rent if i don't have work for a month right so i need to have multiple revenue streams okay influencer photographer artist whatever things like that so yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> same same everyone's feed looks the fucking same why is anyone going to work with you if you don't have a different point of view uh you know in your words or the way you look at things so it's very important to develop your own personality first and then let that reflect yeah so yeah which is very hard and which is why everybody's feed looks the same people don't want to it's like ki jo kaam kar rahe hai wahi karte hain and you know <laughs> let's go yeah because you know what works yeah yeah you know what works you like are yahi karte hain aur milega that's not how it works <laughs> for you to be for you to be noticed you need to do things differently it's just simple although at the same time we haven't produced anything original in ever but yeah. still like you know even if you're like 10% different people do notice that and everyone wants their own brands to do well and one of the ways of doing that is to work with someone who comes in with a different point of view absolutely okay acha hmm. to going back to the artist the multiple revenue streams wala point so <laughs> the yeah. art one because now uh, starting last year i think a lot of your focus online on your page and your blog has been your artwork which is yeah. phenomenal by the way i don't know anybody else who paints like this who does abstract art like this it is mesmerizing to look at it is like you can keep looking at your artwork and i to can and it's just i can go on for days <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> so how did that shift from you know uh, photography to art happen and is this something that you plan on doing you know continue doing in the future is this something that you're actively working on and how are you navigating this space oh god i don't know what i'm doing huh, by the way in life like whenever someone asks me like you know to give gyan and i'm like listen i don't know what i'm doing so please don't ask me <laughs> so actually uh, two years ago uh I had started my brooches, like literally twenty seventh of March, twenty nineteen. I put up a post on Insta saying, "I'm doing these mini paintings." You know, ये तो this has evolved into something else now, but mini paintings. And if anybody is interested, I'll be happy to make a bespoke piece for you and whatever. And the response was so insane. I had like ten orders on the first day, and I was like, "अरे बाप रे!" मैंने तो I haven't even looked at the logistics and the supply, and I'm like, "What am I going to do?" So, I till then I had painted small. Eight inch pieces. I had been doing experimenting for like the last two years before that. Different types of you know fluid acrylic, oil, pastel, and I've always been painting and sketching as a child. Also, I used to re- really enjoy doing that. But then I did my first art exhibit in February last year, like just before the lockdown, I because I had the, I, yeah I painted this fifty six inch piece and it was like I was like oh my god how did I paint this this is massive. and i painted precisely for the exhibition because i spoke to a couple of art galleries and they were like look you need to have at least one large piece to show to the client that this is something that you can do like conceptually yeah they know that you can do it but seeing it is totally different so i did all these things and um, then the lockdown happened so uh, there wasn't much movement obviously but the biggest hit that i took was photography there were no more photography assignments i shoot a lot of fashion i shoot a lot of events uh, you know behind the scenes and everything and There was nothing happening, so I had no choice but to 
focus on art so that's kind of what i did and then i was you know yeah i mean i i experimented a lot i think over 3 4 years i spent a considerable amount of money that i had saved specifically for experimenting on art because paint supplies are not cheap i want to work with paint supplies which are you know at least follow the european safety standards india mein to kuch milta nahi hai which follows any european safety standards i wanted light fast paints that would last really long i wanted the best varnish on the market things like that so it's expensive so i i had set aside a certain amount of money and i was like okay i have this now and let's do it and uh, you know that actually that was pretty much it and then i came to the whole lines wala thing i really like doing it it's very meditative and it's calming and i'll paint for 6 hours and i'll be like shit maybe i should have lunch like pata nahi chalta usme keep doing that so it has kept me sane during the lockdown i usually don't have a problem with solitude i enjoy it immensely i read i sleep i eat I, you know i have plants so i keep myself busy but the lockdown was i think exceptionally uh, different in that sense there was literally nothing to do there was no human interaction so i think art really kept me sane in that sense but uh, yeah i mean photography kaam nahi tha so i was doing art uh, slowly slowly i'm hoping things will kind of change where you can i mean i don't know there seems to be a second round of lockdowns but maybe and you know the photography thing will come back but for me it's never been an either or i'll do both like i i do photography during the lockdown in the initial months i was still doing my you know workshops on brand building online i was doing them on zoom uh, i'm doing art big painting brooches uh, i even do uh, reproduction prints then i've also started selling prints of my photography on my store so it's never just one thing i can't like live like that i need like things to do like constantly jumping from one thing to the other it's staying busy so this thing i like i'm also like this because i can't just be doing one thing it's it's not possible so awesome. i wrote a whole article on this on you know how i managed to do it on on day to day basis or on a regular basis where i i am indulging in several different things where there's art also and where there's creative stuff also other creative stuff going on and there's my work also and because now i uh, freelance full time like i'm uh, self employed so that's that concept also i yeah. want to know how you manage your time around all of this so when you're doing multiple things like right now it's just art because lockdown <laughs> but no no i am i am sorry i'm the last person on the planet you should be asking for time management i don't know what that means for me it's like i will do something 24/7 and then be like shit i should eat or i'll be like kuch nahi kar raha char din se are kuch kar lena chahiye rent kahan se aayega so i am like at the end of one extreme swinging to the other end of the other extreme so i'm like that i don't know what time management is but honestly i do things on a like you know i i just finished a 64 inch painting which is the largest one that i've ever done yeah, yes, yes, yes. and i am in abject terror now that what else am i going to do after this it's like iske baad main aur kya kar sakti hu it feels like this mountain that i have climbed and now i'm like my life is pointless because <laughs> Honestly, that's why I'm. I'm. I was so looking forward to doing this live with you because it felt like I had something to do. Oh. So it's yeah. like, कुछ कुछ नहीं है करने के लिए अभी. But you know, it, the way life is, कुछ ना कुछ मिल ही जाए. मिल ही जाएगा. हो जाएगा. Cycle. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I'll I'll write a blog post because I look at my blog and I'll be like, oh shit, एक महीने से blog नहीं करा. So then I'll find something and I'll write about it and things like that. So it, there's always something or the other which is going on then somebody will email me saying oh i want to hire you for doing an instagram audit so usme time nikal jayega or something or the other it always works out always but yeah time management i don't know what that means 
there was this question somebody had asked can you tell me about something about digital art photography what is digital digital art photography i mean art photography like if you're using a dslr then that's digital right i think that's what they mean but what about it like i i don't know what exactly do they want to yeah, know about she's like, she was also asking for some app for app for digital art photography i don't know like i didn't i, I don't didn't, Because I don't know. It's like app, nahi hai. Digital art, but see, art, but app. I think what they mean is, you know, there are all these apps that make it look like it's a sketch and all that stuff. That's crap, okay? Like, I mean, I think that's crap. Sorry, not to <laughs> knock on anybody else's game, but whatever. So, art photography is photography, especially in India, is such a nobody really gets art in India in any case. Uh, so, and art photography, तो बिल्कुल भी नहीं. नहीं क्या फोटो ही तो है. झाड़ी का फोटो है. They don't get it. You know and Everyone's this over romanticized notion. Are black and white photography? Hey, so it's good. It's good. Bullshit. किसी को नहीं पता ना सब बकवास कर रहे हैं. So in in India per se, art, fine art photography is you know people sell photo prints for like pandra so rupee, which is like thappar maarne ka man karta hai. But you know that's the nature of the market in India. People don't appreciate it, so it doesn't sell. So you have to lower your rates. Um, but more scope. I mean, like if you if there's some way of doing it. uh you should look at international clients and if you find out please tell me also how because i haven't been able to figure that out yet. uh but yeah don't don't use like editing apps and all i mean i think what i do is if i see something and you know like i used to do these photos of uh when you're traveling in a train or in a vehicle you leave your shutter open for a longer time so everything is dragged so it looks yeah. like a painting right so if you're in 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 italy for example then you've got like nice green and blue and yellow have If you're in Haryana, you, again you got like mustard fields, so it looks like a painting. So if you figure that that's something that you enjoy, and that can be called fine art photography, and then you do a series over a period of five years, and then you collect those pieces and release them as a collection and things like that. You know, apps and all for this, just like you know, <laughs> nice. Hmm. It's actual hard work. Okay, so I have a technical question. Is um, I know you've already spoken about this in your videos and in your you know YouTube videos and all, which is. uh deciding the price of an art piece that you've done or let's say if you're doing fine art photography how do you uh, figure out how to price that product for the market or whoever you are selling to so uh again for everything first i recommend professional help so talk to an art consultant there are many art consultants who charge by the hour like a therapist you can speak to them on the phone you can show them your art or your digital photography you can tell them what market you're in and they'll not only give you pricing advice but they'll also tell you whether you how you're looking at it if there is a better way of looking at the market and things like that which is what i did i spoke to a couple of art consultants abroad because i knew my main market was not going to be india even now most of the people who buy my brooches etc are abroad they might be indians abroad or they might be foreigners abroad so my pricing for the paintings is not indian pricing it is international pricing it is still at a lower end obviously because i am a new artist i might have been around for 17 years in my career and as a photographer but as an artist i'm still like an emerging artist i'm a new artist okay so it's honestly pricing for anything is very arbitrary you can literally pull it out of thin air and if you can make it work fantastic but aisa koi rule nahi hai because you know it's 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 this thing in the air and you just pull it out of the air it's you're not selling a product on the shelf right yeah 
So if you if you're selling an image to an advertising client, right? You can always go to Getty Images and see what their commercial rates are, and it's fourteen thousand bucks for one image for, uh, you know, uh, all all rights without copyright or some shit like that. So that's good. But even in that, if you're shooting an assignment for a client and you have hundred photos, then you're not going to charge them fourteen thousand per image. So it's yeah. it's kind of similar. So art is a little different from that, and you figure out your internationally you have to figure out your per square inch rate. In India, you have to figure out your per square foot rate, which is the the way of saying that. Right? Deciding factor is also different for abroad and for yes, India. Yes, yes, yes. Because here, sasta bikta hai, so you have to kind of look at a per square foot rate. Unfortunately, yeah. I think the India, where to be in almost every sense of you know all types of market, India is a very price sensitive market. Like yeah, of course, because there are so many of us. and so many of us are so talented yeah. that there is a glut of talent in the market and even then our quality is quite shit compared to international uh, quality it's getting better for sure and this it's evident if you look at instagram and if you you know look at the kind of artists coming out of india whether it's music photography painting whatever it's getting better for sure but still the value of that quality of talent is not what it should be in what what is what because there are a lot of people who you know it's like 90% of us do mediocre work and we charge shit money for it and then there are 10% of us who do really good work and still have to charge mediocre for it because the the difference between mediocre and good quality is not something that the audience generally understands and it's not it's difficult to explain it also because it's kind of intangible and if you don't get it don't get it and artists anyways don't know how to sell themselves i don't i'm always like ye na website acha lag raha hai to kaam karenge nahi to bye you know that's my extent of selling like i don't know how to do that selling also is a skill and i have been reading yeah. a lot about you know selling and marketing and all, all that jazz and it is matlab you actually have to put in as much work as you put into your art you have to put it yeah. in selling or any other product like it's not just an artwork even with our let's say the brand that we have the nati kitchen us maybe you have to put in just as much leg work into selling and marketing it as goes always yeah always that's why i think if you are able to hire someone who's good at selling then that's always a good idea because i feel that as an artist me personally i don't have the time to be like oh by the way this is why my photography is great i'm like i can't talk like that yeah. i cannot talk like that so for me it's always like look These are my clients. This is my work. If you like it, we can talk about pricing next. I'm happy to even negotiate. But that's my extent of you know selling. For me, it's like proof in the pudding. Here, my work. That's it. But if I can find someone who is really good at selling and who believes in my work and who gets me and my brand, then I mean, I think I would much rather leave the selling to them. Yeah, which is a very good idea. I know. Yeah, but I've never gotten around to that because. I have not found anybody who matches up to my standards. Yeah, no, I I get it because there's also this. You always have. You will always know your work the best, which is why there's this whole wave online of also people, despite which industry they're in, they learn how to sell and they learn how to market themselves better so that they can do it for themselves. And uh, sure, and but you know, it's not discussion, but. Yeah, but like you said, it's a skill, right? Like there are there are some things that I'm good at, and then there are some things that I'm not good at. And I recognize that this skill of selling is something I'm not good at. I might people still tell me, like you can, yeah, 
Yeah. Haan, no, people still tell me, oh, you're so good at marketing, the way you marketed and built your brand, it's fantastic. And I'm like, not really. I mean, what I've done is I have basically documented my work and the way I see things. So every time I post something on Instagram, you know, I can see it in my in my mind's eye. I'm like, yeah, aise hona and then I just put it on the feed and that's what it looks like. And that's the inside of my head, basically. But yeah. people are like, oh, no, no, you're such a good marketer and all. And I'm like, please, kisi professional marketer ke samne mat bol, na? <laughs> <laughs> right, all right, all right. Acha, any advice that you have for budding creators, budding photographers, budding artists, if they're entering the market right now, if you had to tell them something, anything, give them one piece of advice, what would it be? You have to do the work. Just because you have the internet doesn't mean that you shouldn't physically interface with people who can give you work. So you should still, if 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 you want to work with an ad agency, you should still go and meet art directors. You should, because these days everything is like, are online curling. So if you are putting in the extra effort to physically interface with someone, it gets noticed. But it is still about putting in the work at the end of it. So put in the work, document it so that you have something to show for. You know, there are people who did amazing assignments 10 years ago and they have nothing to show for it. And why should I take your word for it? Like I might trust you, but I don't have anything to see. Like I want to see what it is that you produce. So definitely please document it. It's such a waste otherwise. You put in so much work, you produce something. 10 years later, you look back and you'll be like, shit, you know, see the growth. I think it's great. And it's like therapy. You look at it and you're like, my God, I'm so much better now. So do that. But honestly, it's put all these tools to use. Yeah, You have the internet. There are so many platforms now. You know, it used to be like, I would post, Abhita, there are tools where you can schedule your tweets and schedule Instagram. And, you know, one message can go out to like 15 platforms. I used to do that shit manually. I would post, you know, updates manually to Facebook personal profile, Facebook page, Instagram, uh, you know, Twitter, like, I, I don't know, like everything. So, you can't do it. And, uh, I don't know, I think if you're in India, maybe if you have the resources, look at getting out of India. Uh, that might be a very good way for you to not be cynical like I am. Uh, because in certain countries abroad, your work and you will actually be valued. And, you know, you won't get people calling you up and saying, you know, that kind yeah. of nonsense. So, yeah, I mean, you have to look at it practically. So, you know, if, if you see yourself 15 years from now doing X, for example, things might change. But the reason why you want to do those things is because you want to be happy. I think all of us want to be happy at the end of the day. So if, you know, figure it out slowly, it's not all going to come to you. You might be 16, 17, getting into, uh, you know, something which looks scary. Everyone's a photographer. Everyone's a blogger. My God, is it the right time? Is it the wrong time? Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, being a writer, for example, people have been writing for thousands of years. Is it the right time to be a writer? I don't know. I think it's whenever you start is the right time. Right. So don't look at it as, oh, everyone's a photographer. Everyone's a, no, everyone is not a photographer. Everyone is not a blogger or an influencer. If there is something that you believe in and you're able to support yourself and pay your bills with it and multiple streams of revenue so that if, you know, one thing you can't do, then you can do the other. Like a lockdown happened. Who knows what the next pandemic is going to look like. So yeah, 
yeah keep your options open be open minded and put in the work i guess i know it sounds like such an old people advice aur kya bolu main abhi no no it's it's actually very genuine advice because aaj ke date mein na wahi people don't want to put in the work but they want to reap the reward so shortcut wala cheez bahut bahut zyada is it yeah because hame hame lagta hai dusron ko dekh ke ki ye to itna aasan hai you know ha like i used to i used to get people uh, asking me ki i also want to blog you know i am i'm sitting at home i'm married to a really rich husband i am i've had my baby i don't know what to do with my life i want to become an influencer and i used to be like chalo theek hai ye bhi motivation hai bhai influencer banne ke liye which is fine but will you be able to use that as fuel to motivate you for the next 20 years yeah and honestly if it works great but find something that will keep you going for a long period of time okay and now we have <laughs> one comment here that says you both are not good <laughs> you both are not good then what the fuck are you doing here <laughs> if you are not good you are the one who spent time here mister sahi mein logon ke paas bahut time hai logon ke paas sahi mein bahut time that's the thing right you if you have the time to come to a stranger's page and put in the effort to leave a negative comment that tells me all there is to know about your life <laughs> <laughs> true, true true have you ever left a negative comment on someone's this thing i don't think i have it's just um no i think um i think i i've done it once which was many years ago maybe 2010 but i didn't leave a comment on someone saying this was on twitter and it was a it was a slight tweet so i didn't use their name but they knew that i was talking about them and i did it once and then i felt really bad i apologized to them and i deleted the tweet but i've done it only once and i've never done it yeah so then you know what it's like to be on the other side also oh yeah yeah so i was doing it because i was completely insecure about you know my own self and i felt like you know what the things that they were getting i deserved them and then they didn't deserve it and that i needed to bring them down so that i would feel better so it definitely sprung from my own insecurities definitely yeah i get it <laughs> been there done that <laughs> oh god okay how we have been talking for very very long i think let let me check oh shit really yeah we were talking for oh my hour. god is we bol raha hai i thought things have changed man there's so much to keep up with so igtv pe like i upload this on igtv also okay ek bar main pehle bol deti hu if anybody has any questions you can leave them while we are just wrapping up and then if there's something that we can answer we'll answer yeah <laughs> igtv pe like there's if you upload something on igtv there's a 15 minute limit like 15 minutes se bada video you can't upload so i was i मतलब बिकॉज़ इससे पहले व्हाटएवर वीडियोस आई अपलोडेड देम ऑल बेस बीन लाइक 5 मिनट्स 6 मिनट्स व्हाटएवर सो देन बट अ लाइव यू कैन रिकॉर्ड एंड यू कैन डायरेक्टली अपलोड वंस दिस इज ओवर आई कैन डायरेक्टली अपलोड इट एंड से कि हां ओके नाइस सो देयर वाज दिस कैप्शन दैट आई रिटन ऑन द लास्ट दिस थिंग इट डिडंट शो सो आई वाज लाइक आई विल डिलीट दिस एंड आई विल रीअपलोड द एंटायर वीडियो आई डिलीट इट आई लाइक पहले आई विल रीअपलोड देन आई विल डिलीट बिकॉज़ आई हैव डन मिस्टेक्स लाइक दिस इन द पास्ट but then it didn't allow me to upload i was like oh acha aisa bhi hota hai so i think the live can go on for really long but i think no, no, so the the igtv 15 minute limit is only for mobile devices if you go to uh, instagram.com wala igtv on a laptop then you can upload whatever you want 
अच्छा अच्छा सो इवन वॉट आई डू इज आई ओपन इट इन क्रोम आई ओपन इंस्टाग्राम इन क्रोम एंड देन आई अपलोड दीडियो फ्रॉम यूर तब हो जाता है बट इफ यू वॉन्ट टू डू इट ऑन दी एप लिमिट इज फिफ्टीन मिनट Oh, hey, I knew something. I knew something. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, I didn't. Uh, I still have to navigate this space. <laughs> no, but it changes every day because uh, I thought honestly that there was a one-hour limit. Changes every yeah. Every yeah. Yeah. So it's it's with my art also, right? Everyone is like, "Hey, time-lapse video, banana time-lapse video, banana." And I'm like, I can either paint or I can make a video. Like I have tried doing both, and I can do it for fifteen minutes, and after that I'm like, oh my god, too much work. And usme us pandra minute ka video then it has to be uploaded to IGTV as a pandra minute ka video, one minute video compress karke for the feed, thirty second video for reels, and then fifteen second for stories. And I'm like, am I am I an artist who's painting or am I a content producer? Like, please separate these two for me. <laughs> oh god, so many hats to wear. Isme bhi ek din. If somebody can hire and work with professionals in this space, that is also such a great option. Like when you don't have to do everything yourself. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. It's a position of privilege, right? If I if I am able to afford to pay five other people to do all this work, then yeah, absolutely. That's how it multiplies. That's what business is, right? You get yeah. five people, and then you get five times the work, and those people are then able to manage it, and that's how you know your team expands. I have unfortunately never really been able to get into the whole team aspect. I just I'm like, me. पहले मैंने भी मुझे हाँ पहले मैंने भी मुझे जेल हो जाएगी क्योंकि या तो मैं उनका खून कर दूंगी या मैं अपने आप को ही मार लूंगी सो लाइक मुझे नहीं करना सो इट्स इट्स बैलेंस अभी तक चल रहा है It's like on social media, people are like, "Oh, should I be on TikTok or should I be on Instagram?" And I'm like, "You have to decide what works better for you." So I've tried TikTok; doesn't work for me. So I'm on Instagram. Ninety-nine percent of the things I can do on Instagram. I have a podcast. Like, if this is a conversation, I can extract the audio. I'll put it on my podcast. People are like, "Are you going to listen to a one-hour video? Who will listen to it? Don't listen. I've put it on my podcast. People are like, "Are you going to listen to a one-hour video? Who will listen to it? Don't listen. I've put it on my podcast. People are like, "Are you going to listen to a one-hour video? Who will listen to it? Don't listen. I've put it on my podcast. People are like, "Are you going to listen to a one-hour video? Who will listen to it? Don't listen." From this, and there will always be someone, and or maybe there won't be anybody, which is fine. My job is to put it there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. On that note, I think we should. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's it's been more than an hour now. So yeah, so much for coming. I had yeah. so much fun chatting with you. I always say, oh my god, this is fun. <laughs> Please, मुझे भी वीडियो चाहिए. Even I will upload to my IGTV अलग से. So yeah, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Huh? Save it, and I don't know how will you send it to me. We'll figure that out in the message. We'll transfer it or something because its the download. The uh, size is not that big. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was a couple MBs only. So like, cool, cool. Then I'll extract the audio and put it on my podcast also. Okay. Oh, Yay! Yay! Okay. Thank you, Aditi. Bye. Bye. Yay! Take care. Next Sunday. Bye. Bye.